The film Don't Think Twice, written and directed by comedian Mike Birbiglia, is about a New York improv troupe trying to navigate the unexpected on and off stage. And there's this great scene in the film where one of the characters is talking about the magic of improv. She says, Del Close once said, watching great improv is like watching people put the plane together when they're already in the sky. I love that visual because it's ridiculous and yet that's exactly what it feels like. On last week's episode, we went back to that old improv show, Whose Line Is It Anyway? The one where Drew Carey opens each episode reminding the contestants that everything's made up and the points don't matter. And I compared that to our lives. Because most of us carry ourselves like we're performing Shakespeare for critics, when in reality we're all just making it up as we go. And that's a good thing because the rules and norms scripted for us by society are all made up and there's freedom in going off book. But there are actually rules in improv and one of them stands out above the rest. If we wanna spark creativity and connect with others and figure out how to put this plane together while we're flailing in midair, we have to embrace the practice of yes and. You is a very fluid concept right now. It's culture and film and art. It's music and interesting books. It's conversations and eavesdroppings. It's the impact of friends and complete strangers. The stuff that gets into the cracks of your life and makes you who you are. It's an attention collection. You already have one. The question is, how are you using it? All right, friends, so what exactly is yes and? And what does it have to do with you? What does it have to do with your life? Well, according to writer Scott McDowell, one of the basic tenets of improv comedy is known as yes and. It's a protocol that allows for anything to happen. And it goes like this. No matter what your fellow actors present you, instead of negating it, belittling it, or disagreeing with it, your job is to say yes and. Accept the scenario as it's presented to you, regardless of where you wanted it to go, and then add to it. Okay, so what does that mean? What would be an example of yes and in improv? Okay, let's say we have two people. We'll call them person A and person B because I'm hella creative. So person A is sitting on a stool next to person B, and she looks over and simply says, How long have we lived here now? Five years? Person B, without thinking, just turns and looks and says, That's, That sounds right. I never thought I'd get used to living in a cave, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Person A tries not to crack a smile and just responds back, See, the darkness never bothered me. It was the feasting on human flesh that threw me for a loop. So unprompted on the spot, we went from two seemingly normal people having a casual chat to two murderous vampires stalking a cave. 
Nobody, not even the participants, saw it coming. And that's the power of yes and. They just took a random scenario and kept building on it. I mean, who knows where it could have gone if we stayed with them. But ultimately, who cares? Most of us will never try improv on an actual stage with actors and lights and an audience. But this principle alone can teach us so much about everyday life. I mean, wasn't it Shakespeare himself who said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players? When we use the yes in our lives, it's about embracing stuff that is thrown at us, whatever it might be. The reason this is critical for improv is because let's imagine what would have happened if person A would have responded, a cave? We don't live in a cave. This is a spaceship. That response would have immediately sucked all the life out of that exchange. That whole moment would have just crashed and burned in front of an audience. But let's transport that to our lives. Many of us do the same exact thing in life. We hesitate. We push back. We don't like this yes idea because it feels like giving up our autonomy. It feels like handing the steering wheel over to someone else. But that's where the and comes in. Because on the one hand, someone else is tossing out their agenda always in our lives. On the other hand, when we say yes and, We're bringing our own thoughts and experience into the mix. We're inserting our own voice and creativity. You get to choose what you add, and that contribution could make all the difference. You don't reject what was given, you add to it. It's give and take. It's collaboration. It's not quite dependence, but it isn't independence either. It's interdependence, which creates the best environment for change. Consider this for a moment. The reason for so much of our stress, conflict, and dissatisfaction is resistance. Many times it isn't even the situation we are put in. It's our reactions to and our perceptions of those situations. This improv technique helps us get out of our own head. It helps us learn to let go. But because we all live in reality, we know it's not that simple. Resistance is a tricky thing because it feels like an external force is pushing against us. But as Stephen Pressfield has fleshed out in his wonderful book, The War of Art, resistance is not a peripheral opponent. Resistance arises from within. It is self-generated and self-perpetuated. Resistance is the enemy within. He also points out that resistance cannot be seen, touched, heard, or smelled, but it can be felt. It's a distraction from possibility. It's a barrier for potential. The enemy here is not the moment. It's not the situation necessarily. More often than not, our enemy is our resistance to the moment and the situation. But this can be confusing because there are some things we must resist. It's not that we need to abandon the word no. In fact, some of us need to use no more often, strangely enough. 
It's just that we so often use no at the wrong times and in the wrong places. We should never say yes and to injustice or abuse or cruelty or toxic environments. These things must be marked unacceptable in the very depths of our hearts. They have to be rooted out wherever they're found. We have to shine the spotlight on them, so to speak. Boo them off stage, period. But that doesn't mean we should go to war with every uncomfortable, painful, or unfortunate situation that comes our way. In fact, some things can't be avoided, and resisting them only makes it worse. And here's where the practice of yes and becomes even more practical and even more helpful in places that we wouldn't expect. For instance, COVID didn't ask any of us for permission. It just walked onto the world stage. We can say no, but it's still killing people. To say yes and to COVID is to acknowledge its existence, to be cautious of the threat, and to be courteous of others on the path to better treatment and flattening the curve. Saying no but to this virus is the reason it's still spreading so rapidly. Resisting science and common decency is why we have yet to see it contained. It's not going to disappear like a miracle, despite what we've been told. <laughs> Losing a job is another place Yes and shows up. So many people have lost steady, reliable jobs, and I would put quotes around steady and reliable. The prospect of losing something you've worked hard for, losing your ability to provide for yourself or your family is one of the hardest things to handle, but resisting it doesn't change the reality, does it? Yes, and shows up to acknowledge the setback and then to lean into the possibility of future growth. Yes, I lost this job and now I will pivot. I'll learn a new skill or brush up an old one and I'll put myself back out there. Another dark place where yes and shows up is a scary medical diagnosis. Few things are more rattling than bad news from a doctor. So, we pursue treatment or change our diet or explore any experimental avenue that offers even a glimmer of hope. Yes and isn't about giving up or embracing the illness. That's ridiculous. It's about taking those things and then right alongside them, yes, this is my prognosis and I will spend every day soaking up the wonder of each moment. I will take the time to appreciate things I've taken for granted. I will listen to the sound of my heart breaking, and I won't ignore it. I'll make space for it. But I will also remind myself that broken places are where the light creeps in. Yes and thinking isn't about denial or forced positivity. It's about being brave enough to embrace what is to dance with the uncertainty of what comes next, and to add in a few of our own dance moves along the way. It's not about handing over our desires or goals or dreams. It's about cooperating with others in the pursuit of them, 
knowing those goals and desires may change in the process. We might just learn something. We might end up seeing the world differently. We might open to things we were previously closed to when we were trying to live by the script handed to us by society. The script that isn't working for anyone. Another thing the practice of yes and does is it helps us suspend or even release judgment. So often we judge the thoughts and decisions of others. We're in a meeting or a conversation with someone, and the moment they turn left when we would have turned right, we shut down. We distance ourselves from the conversation. We shoot down their ideas. In his book, The Art of Communicating, Thich Nhat Hanh says, The energy of mindfulness is a necessary ingredient in healthy communication. Mindfulness requires letting go of judgment returning to an awareness of the breath and the body, and bringing your full attention to what is in you and around you. Isn't that just another way of approaching yes and practice? Bringing your full attention to the moment and embracing it rather than resisting? I have to be honest, maybe this little section is just for me because it's one of my biggest challenges. Suspending judgment and staying present in conversations that I would rather avoid. But whenever I can bring myself to the moment, whenever I say yes and to these experiences, I almost always learn something. It's when I shut down and go silent that I completely miss out. Amazing things can happen when we seek to add to others' ideas instead of launching immediately into why they won't work. It creates a community environment. It builds trust. And honestly, it can make your ideas sound better. Because when people feel good about you, they feel good about your ideas. And I don't buy into the statement that there are no bad ideas. The world is full of bad ideas. Some of them have their own buy now button on Amazon. But when we let each other test out bad ideas... When we yes and them, bad ideas clear the way for breakthroughs and epiphanies and transformation. If we go back to Scott McDowell's definition of yes and, we would be reminded that anything can happen. If instead of negating, belittling, or disagreeing with life, we realized it's our job to stay open. There is a world of possibility waiting for us. If only we will just adopt this posture. I'm thinking back to that Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man, you've probably seen it. It's about a guy who's unsatisfied with his life and yet resistant to change. Can you relate? Well, he reluctantly accepts a challenge at a self-help seminar to say yes to absolutely everything. Everything that comes his way, he says yes. The result obviously is funny, it's Jim Carrey. But he's pulled into a life of adventure and wonder and expansion. He connects with people he would have otherwise completely ignored. And even though a lot of his choices crash and burn, he's transformed in the process. This isn't a call to say yes to everything. That's only a good idea for big budget comedies. But this is a call to embrace the mystery, to collaborate, 
to follow rabbit trails and see where the moment leads. It's a challenge to get out of your own way. Danny Wallace, the writer of the memoir Yes Man was based on, offers this insight. The fact is, saying yes hadn't been a pointless exercise at all. It had been pointful. It had the power to change lives and set people free. It had the power of adventure. Sometimes the little opportunities that fly at us each day can have the biggest impact. Every single day is an opportunity to say yes to a life of possibility. It's scary sometimes, like trying to build an airplane at 30,000 feet. But what if you fly?